The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Walking Wednesday in Scott Woods Park. This is July the 14th, 2021. We're very excited about being um, showcased today. And we just have a number of speakers that are gonna be talking about what's going on in our neighborhood. And um, I have Mayor Shore here to speak to. And so um, just an outline, Scott Woods is a neighborhood of about 500 homes. And we have a lot of young people moving in here. We're adjacent to the trails, which we will be walking through today on our way over to Mount Hope Cemetery. So if anybody um, wants any more information, we formed a Scott Woods Association and we have meetings monthly at seven o'clock the first Tuesday of each month in various locations. And um, I guess that's all I have to say. Thank you all for coming. Thank you. Uh, Welcome everybody to the latest installation of Walking Wednesday. It's very exciting to be here in, in Scott Woods. I know I've had a chance to meet with the neighbors several times in person and then even on Zoom during the pandemic, but we love being able to be out here, to be out walking around, seeing things. Uh, as you know, if you're a follower of Walking Wednesday, we go all around the city. Uh, we do these all summer to make sure we highlight the exciting neighborhoods and the pride that we have in our city and in our neighborhood. So it's exciting to be in Scott Woods. Um, I myself lived just north of here uh, for 10 years over uh, in the Sycamore Park neighborhood, uh, which abuts here Scott Woods. Um, so I am very familiar with this area. These trails are incredible. Uh, my, my wife and I have run these trails. We would walk them with our kids. There's playground equipment behind you. There's a, a wonderful shelter here. There's even a new water fountain with a little bird feeder thing where the, I think the dogs also drink from. Um, so really, this is a, an, incredible, an incredible neighborhood um, right off of Pennsylvania, um, south of Mount Hope. So anybody who has not been in this neighborhood, if you haven't been to all of our 111 parks, you get a chance to come to Scottwood Park. Uh, This is one of the the gems of our city. So it is exciting to see the passion, to see the pride that the Scott Woods neighborhood shows here for this part of the city, just like all over the rest of the city. We love our city. Uh, Lansing's time is now. We're really very excited for everything coming out of the pandemic, for the strength of the city, uh, and everything that's going to be coming over the next few years. So I do want to thank the neighbors for continuing to stay strong through this pandemic and now to, to lead us through in this wonderful neighborhood. Good afternoon. My name is John Patterson. I'm the Vice President of Support Services for McLaren Greater Lansing. Uh, We've been in the neighborhood for many years. We are currently in the process of building a replacement hospital at uh, Forest and Collins. It'll be a nine-story state-of-the-art hospital, uh, 240 private beds, uh, all-new ER. Um, We're conveniently located right off the highway. Uh, We're pretty excited. Uh, Upgrading all the equipment, all the beds, uh, it'll, it'll be exciting. You don't see new hospitals built very often. And this is a $601 million investment by the McLaren Corporation in the city of Lansing. Uh, We use a lot of the local trades. We have about 500 uh, workers on the job every day. So it's pretty exciting. It's been a great economic stimulus for Lansing. And we plan on opening on 3-6 of 2022. We're in the process of looking at how we can repurpose the existing hospitals behind me and as well on Greenlawn. We're looking for something that will benefit the community 
stay true to our healthcare mission and uh, be a benefit to all. So we're very excited about all the uh, improvements we're making and look forward to serving the Lansing community in years to come. Thank you. I'm rolling and ready. Brett Koshensky here with the Parks and Recreation Department for the City of Lansing and Scott Woods. And we're really excited about this park and some of the changes that have taken place. Behind me, you will see the playground. We added two uh, spinners that you see. These are, uh, the spinners are something that an individual can get on and spin themselves. You can have multiple kids uh, get on them or you can have kids spin each other around, kind of like a merry-go-round. So we have these uh, in several of our parks. Scott Woods is one. I know Foster Community Center has them as well. So it's something that we do is try and add other pieces to our existing structures. Um, many of our playgrounds have been in since the 90s. So this is something that we're looking to upgrade in terms of our, uh, our playground system and putting new pieces in, especially when those wear out. One of the things that we're going to be talking about tonight, in addition to the playground, is the uh, river trail system. We do have, we are applying for grants through the Ingham County Parks and Trails Millage and we specifically have an area just south of Mount Hope, uh, just south of the Mount Hope Cemetery entrance along the river trail where we are seeing some erosion there uh, along the bank and we are going to be applying for that grant to be able to fix that. This is also an area that we will try and be expanding to the east to the new McLaren over there. We have a couple grants in with the Department of Natural Resources to do some extensions into that area as well. Uh, we are also talking about the Sycamore, uh, Sycamore Driving Range, the former Sycamore Golf Course. We are looking at Sycamore, uh, did have, we did have an agreement with First Tee to run a driving range there. First Tee has moved to, to uh, Forest Acres and they have moved their operations over there. Uh, we are looking for a partnership with Fenner Nature Center to be able to offer some preschool classes there at the driving range in the building that is there at the Sycamore driving range. We're looking for that to begin here in the fall. So those are the immediate changes that we have right in this area. Of course, people are seeing things out there in the media about uh, the governor's proposal for um, millions of dollars for local parks. And those are something that once that becomes uh, law, we anticipate that that will be something like the Natural Resources Trust Fund grant program that we have applied for in the past. So we will be looking once those grant funds are announced to be applying for with the projects that we have out in the park. So those are some of the things that we're gonna be talking with the neighbors tonight on. Uh, but this is, we are right in the heart of over 800 acres of parkland. When you include Potter Park Zoo, when you include Fenner Nature Center, Crego, Scott Woods, Hawk Island, you're really looking at the epicenter of public parks in the city of Lansing. And that uh, being Mount Hope and Aurelius, when you include the cemeteries there as well, we have a ton of parkland in this area. And so this neighborhood here is very blessed to have that accessibility to the river trail system and to all the parkland here on the east side, again, near the corner of Mount Hope and Aurelius. Okay, I want to introduce 
the Lisa Fountain. She's with the City of Lansing um, Neighborhood Engagement Program. And each year, Scott Woods has engaged in what they call Neighborhoods in Bloom Program. And we've gotten many years of um, annuals and perennials growing in here. And we really appreciate this program. It's really beautifying the um, area. And it takes a lot of work. And I have a neighbor over there who's helped me this year. She was very, very good about it. So anyway, I'd like to introduce you now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Patty. Yeah. So um, our Neighborhoods in Bloom program, uh, neighborhood, neighbors of Scott Woods have always taken advantage of this program. We offer uh, what we call Neighborhoods in Bloom kits to uh, any civic organization that's registered with the City of Lansing. And you can register and request as many kits as you like. Uh, neighbors of Scott Woods has uh, planted all of these flowers that you see around the corner of the park here and along the area and along the pavilion area and um, neighbors can like I said they can request as many kits as they want the application is always due in early February opens in October contact the Department of Neighborhoods and Citizen Engagement for more information but the kits include um, enough to cover 24 square feet so you get plenty of supplies you get mulch you get flowers and you get plenty of supplies so please contact our department for more information if you'd like to participate in this program. All right, yep, what we have behind us is the Scott Woods Force Main Project where we replaced a 60 plus year old uh, sewer main under pressure and we wanted to make sure it didn't fail and leak into Sycamore Creek. So that's why we had to cut down some of the trees there and now that's all replaced and a pump station over at Willard so it will be able to accept sewage flow for a long period of time. In addition, it will be able to accommodate the extra flow coming from the new McLaren Hospital. And that's about, that's it. We're on the Lansing River Trail and we just passed the second bridge off of Scott Woods Park. And here at the fork, you go to your right, it's about a 10 minute walk to Hawk Island. And if you continue on your left, which is we're going that way, you'll be going closer to Potter Park Zoo which is walkable from our area. And it's really a beautiful park, I mean trail. It has a lot of woods. And you'll see a lot of wildlife in here all the time. I'm Jim DeLine and I love living uh, in Scott Woods Park area. Just as on the south side, we, had a, we are bordered by the Scott Woods Park. Here on the north end of our neighborhood, we also have uh, parkland. And a lot of you remember that it used to be a, a, a it was a golf course and then it was a driving range and it, it's still parkland but the challenge for both the golf course and the driving range was that it was just it was very wet it wanted to be natural and and now it will be uh, we are hoping that the facilities here will still be used we're looking uh, towards uh, doing childcare there which will be a great asset to the neighborhood and so it's nice to have uh, the north side and the south side of our neighborhood bordered by parkland our walk through the woods and we're now at Mountain Hope Cemetery and this is Loretta Stanaway who's going to give us an update of all the activities the cemetery is doing which really actually I didn't know about so I'm, I'll be excited to learn. Thank you. Hi this is Loretta Stanaway and I'm the president of the Friends of Lansing's Historic Cemeteries and also the supervisor of the cemetery courtesy office. Today we're in Mount Hope Cemetery which is the 
oldest of the three city-owned cemeteries. It opened in 1874, and uh, some of the first burials here were transplants from Oak Park Cemetery when the city closed that and moved roughly 2,000 bodies here to Mount Hope. To your right, you see the circular area that's a little lower in elevation. That used to be referred to as the basin. It is now the Fratcher Memorial Garden, which is a cremation garden, and it contains uh, crematory walls for ashes and also a fountain and benches and pathways and flowers and a gazebo. It's a really cool place. Um, in the olden days, in the Victorian times, that's what people did. They came to the cemetery on Sunday, they tended to the family graves, they had a picnic at the grave site, and that basin area is where they tethered their horses and parked their buggies while they did those things. So we're hearkening back to those Victorian days with the picnic in the cemetery. Our next project after that is the restoration. We do several restorations a year usually with the proceeds from our 5K Race to Restore that we do in October. This year, the restorations are a little more extensive, so we're focusing on this one family. Peter J. Weller died on the day after Christmas in 1849. In 1949, there was an article in the State Journal mentioning him and his business, which was a restaurant bar on the Grand River, and that he had no monument on his grave. The, the assumption is, and the probable truth is, that in the transition from Oak Park to here, he and four other family members were moved and his monument got lost in the shuffle. We became aware of this when a man contacted us from California who found Peter J. Weller's monument on an auction website online. The local auctioneer has decided he's willing to donate that monument to us and bring it here on the Tuesday, the 20, I think it's first, and on the 24th and 25th of this month, July, on that Saturday and Sunday, our preservationist is going to work at doing three things in particular. He's going to reinstall Peter J. Weller's monument, which will go next to his wife's, which is this larger upright one, and one that we actually did restore in 2014. And then he will also work at lifting repairing and resurrecting this monument to Lucretia, or to Christina, one of his daughters who also was moved from Oak Park, as well as what we assume is Christina's, because Christina's monument should also be here. And we assume it's underground as Lucretia's was, and he will work at bringing that up and repairing it and resurrecting that as well. So out of this 10 family site here, 10 person family site, all families, um, members of the Weller family, we will have worked on four of those monuments. And this was a fairly prominent family in time as they grew and married and had children and those children had children. They were part of the Detroit Blue Book, Blue Book Society. One of the members was president of the Michigan uh, House of Representatives. Uh, so they were some pretty important people in the city's history and to think that his monument was on an auction site for sale is kind of sad and we're happy that we're going to be able to change that. So those are some of the things that we do. We also do a service of remembrance in August in Mount Hope Cemetery in the Fratcher Memorial Garden. This year because of COVID we're going to do that virtually. 
and I have a roll call of names that people submit to us that will run on our Facebook page and our website. And we may take that time that we normally would have used down there for that ceremony and instead do a dedication here for the resurrected monuments for the Weller family. And then in October, we do our annual 5K run walk. And that is uh, the Race to Restore, which provides us with the money we use the next season to do those restoration projects. So those are the kinds of things that we do. We're a 501c3. We opened in 2007. And our purpose is to protect and promote and prosper these three city-owned cemeteries, Evergreen and North and Mount Hope. Okay, we are now inside what we are currently calling the Cemetery Courtesy Office. It used to be the city cemetery office for over 70 years. And this was where people came when they needed to deal with anything related to the city cemeteries. In 19, or 2019, the city decided on rather short notice that they wanted to pull the one woman who worked here into Foster Community Center and fill some shortages they had among their staff there. There was very little notice to the public. It was not a well-received idea from the public, and our group, along with others, kind of campaigned to do something that would keep this office open. And what ended up happening is that via the public pressure we put on the administration and, and the uh, resources that we were able to rally, um, we came to a, a historic agreement with the city to operate this facility in a public-private partnership whereby the city lets us use the building, they provide the maintenance and upkeep and pay the utilities. Uh, we staff it with the Friends of Lansing's Historic Cemetery volunteers. We cover the insurance, liability insurance, and our our office needs and supplies and equipment. And uh, we do everything here that the city staff did with the exception of finalizing the sale of a purchase of a gravesite or a columbarium niche. For that, they still need to go through Foster for the final sale because we aren't fiduciaries and don't care to be fiduciaries for that matter. But if you need to come in and ask, you know, I can't remember where my aunt so-and-so's grave is, we can look at it, tell you and give you maps and show you where it is. If you can't figure it out on your own from the maps, we'll go out there with you into the cemetery and help you find the grave. If you need to consider a grave site or a columbarium niche for purchase, we can walk you through that process, tell you what's available, where it's available, and what the prices are. Um, if you're doing historical or genealogical research, we're your resource there as well. We have here the original card files for the Mount Hope and Evergreen and North burials and also the Mount Hope and Evergreen and North lot owners, the people that have purchased lots but aren't buried yet, so they don't show up in the card files and they don't show up on our database that we are now using. After the transition from the city operation to this volunteer-led operation, they took these card files and scanned them. They didn't digitize them, but they did scan them, which is a huge improvement. Um, so we can now go to the computer and look up the records that are scanned into that database and it's a little quicker and easier, less cumbersome than going to the card files, but they are a backup to each other. And we do occasionally have to go back to them because something isn't correct in the cards on the database. Something scanned upside down or backwards or sideways or, or there's a misspelling of a name and therefore we have to go back to the originals. So that is what we do here. We're operating this as a courtesy to the public, which is where the cemetery courtesy office names comes from. 
Uh, we have on the wall the large-scale maps of the cemeteries, and if someone comes in looking for a grave site, we can steer them to those, or we can give them a section map and a, city, and a map of the overall cemetery and highlight for them exactly where the site they're looking for is. So those are the kinds of things that we do here in the cemetery courtesy office, and we want to thank and recognize the uh, cooperation of the city first off and, and this process has gone well enough and been well enough received by the public and actually surprisingly enough we didn't have too much difficulty coming up with a staff of 10 to 12 volunteers. Volunteers take a four-hour shift from 8 to noon or noon to 4 one day a week and uh, we've been able to manage that. It's been successful enough that the city offered us a two-year renewal on our contract recently and we of course signed that. So um, we also want to acknowledge and thank the uh, Scott Woods Neighborhood Association for their collaboration with helping us get one of our grants through the Neighborhood and Citizen Engagement uh, Program. And that grant helped to do certain things like the sign out sign that says Cemetery Courtesy Office. We had to pay for that. That was about $250 to get that made and put up. And so that grant covered part of that, uh, part of our printer and uh, uh, computer and purchase of signage and electronic issues. Uh, we have done several other things along with a presentation twice I think for Scott Woods uh, during their monthly meetings and we did a presentation for Sycamore Creek several years back on one of their monthly meetings. So we try to be collaborative with all the local neighborhood associations and, and anyone else that asks for our help we tend to say yes more than not. If you're interested at all in being a volunteer here, we do have a couple of openings and of course things change as times go on and volunteers want to go on vacation or whatever. So we do have a training program and it's about a two hour training session after which you're um, entitled to come in and be a volunteer. As I said, the volunteers answer the phone, they answer emails, they answer walk-in questions. They help people do everything short of purchasing a lot in the cemetery or a columbarium niche in the cemetery. These are photos of the columbarium at Evergreen Cemetery. And this is the one of the walls in the columbarium section of uh, Mount Hope's Fracture Memorial Garden. This is a, a new option in the Fracture Memorial Garden. This is a cremation tower. If you want to be interred as ashes, but you don't want to be on a wall with 60 strangers, you can have your own custom two foot by two foot upright tower in a special section down there in, in the Fratcher Memorial Garden. And the costs are uh, roughly equivalent to what it would cost to put up a monument. So it isn't necessarily a space saver, but it's something you can do to customize your space and, and have your own little private spot. So uh, we thank you for your attendance here today and uh, look forward to talking with you in the future. I'm Patty Lyons and I happen to live in Scott Woods Park, um, Scott Woods neighborhood. And um, this is Sunnyside, which has been affected by the um, floodplain for a number of years. Currently, the city of Lansing has just finished remapping the area. And I was told that many of the homes here will be um, dropped from the floodplain. And so they would no longer have to get flood insurance. So it makes this area very, very exciting um, it is an area where none of these basements flood. So I don't understand why we're even on the floodplain, except I think the golf course had something to do with that. But they're going to reevaluate the maps, and we're going to be getting new flood maps soon. 
and hopefully once FEMA approves we will be removed from the map and it'll help a lot of people in the neighborhood who have to pay for flood insurance it'll reduce their costs so we're very excited about that